This is Heather Ann Campbell. About a year ago, she was forced to co-host a podcast with an uncharismatic man playing bad video games, a hobby which is her most beloved. This is Nick Weiger. He was put in a bag which was tied with a rope and he was beaten with full cans of cola until he didn't remember his own name. Then he was let out of the bag and he said to Heather, I've got an idea for a podcast. And it was a podcast where you play bad video games. Who's the real victim here? The answer, Matt Apodaca. We blow up robots and save the whales in Animal Advocacy Shooter Kitten Squad. This week on How Did This Get Prayed? How Did This Get Played, the show where we talk about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm right across from Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm Nick Weiger, right next to our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hell Hello, yeah. everyone. Baby. We've got a... Uh, uh, God, just fucking audio gold every week. What? Hello, everyone. Just fucking great. Do you... Do you okay. It... Yeah. It is. We love it, don't we? We love it, don't we, folks? <laughs> we love it when Matt says hello, everyone, don't we? It's because Matt has the only personality on the show. <laughs> so people are like, oh, the human voice. Yeah. The pre- the guy who periodically interrupts two smart devices having a conversation. <laughs> Wait, just having opinions isn't a person. <laughs> I, like I really have to reassess some stuff about my life. Uh, we've got a, a, a doozy of a game and a really cool guest this week. But before we launch in everything, uh, we usually like to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven before we descend into gaming hell. Uh, Nick, I was thinking about asking Matt Apodaca about a thought that he sent me on a text message. Throw it to M.A. All right, wow. M.A. Wow, okay. So I, I I had been thinking long and hard about this for some time, and I it was not an easy thing to conclude to. I, I've had a previous favorite console for a long, long time. It was the PlayStation 2. Okay. A classic system, a great system, but it's been recently overthrown in my heart. By the Nintendo Switch. So your your favorite system of all time, of yes. your entire life. My entire life, all is, 29 of these years. Is the system, uh, dude, why? Is the system that you are playing right now. Yes, yeah. And it's I can I can see the argument for recency bias. It's the last uh, uh, system I've purchased. And it's the one that I play the most, though. And it's just like, I can take, I can take a full-ass couch game anywhere I want. It's a it's a miracle. Nintendo, I love you. You're my heroes and I stand you. Wow. Wow. I got 10 seconds left and you know what? Keep them. I'm gonna, oh. I'll use those seconds <laughs> to look up Stan on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Wait, really? No, I know what it means. Okay. 
Well, that was our 70 seconds in gaming heaven. That was really nice. It means fuck, right? <laughs> so, I want to fuck Nintendo. <laughs> I do. I do love it. I don't. And I, I hear. I hear no. You're out of time. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck <laughs> are you doing? I, just, I didn't you hear. You cannot any... talk about it after that 70 seconds is up. I didn't hear a counter argument, so I guess it must be correct. I mean, I stand by you. Thank you. I have other platforms that I feel like are very fun, but like, is anything as versatile as the Switch? Thank it, is, you. it is kind of a, I mean, recency bias, but in effect, but it is kind of a, a legitimate contender for for Goat. It might be. It yeah. might be. It might turn out to, to be number one. It just oversold the Super Nintendo. That that was a recent news article I read. I'm wow, sorry, how about the that? original what? Super Nintendo yes. was the highest selling platform still. No, uh, I think it's, uh, oh, of, of Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We should introduce our guest. Yeah, uh, she's a writer on Rick and Morty and player on Dimension Twenty on Twitch. Siobhan Thompson is here. Hi, Hello, Siobhan. Everybody. Hi, Siobhan. How are you? I'm great. I love talking about video games. <laughs> great. Yes. Great. I hear that you're a big fan of point-and-click adventures. Yeah, I feel like there haven't been that many good ones recently. I feel like point-and-click adventures are like like the multicam sitcom mm, of video games in that like they used to be really good, and you play the old ones and they're really good, but there haven't been like new classics thrived in the 80s and 90s yes. and now kind of a thing you don't see as much right and es- especially it, for the, the more like and the more artful side there are some right. good ones but yeah there are some good ones um especially there aren't like that many funny ones anymore like i feel like mm. when i was a kid i grew up with like monkey island and right. day of the tentacle is so funny oh yeah i like can i can i say real quick just yeah. uh, day of the tentacle I love so much, but I was so embarrassed about playing a computer game that I lied to my friends that it was a movie that I saw. (laughs) And so they like went to the video store to try to find Day of the Tentacle and they asked the guy about it and he was like, what the fuck? Like he didn't know. My, and, yeah. I used to play my friend Phoebe, uh, Phoebe Wood Wheelhouse, shout out. She probably doesn't listen to this. Um, why would she? Was my like. <laughs> oh my God. Gaming dad <laughs> man. No, but I mean, she's like a, she's like a regular person with like yeah. a normal human life. Um, she's, she's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, we used to play these games together and also just like play them separately and then compare. Wow. And at a certain point, um, she. Uh, we were playing the Discworld point-and-click games, which oh, yeah. were really good and hard. And she discovered uh, this thing called a walkthrough, uh, which I'd never no, nobody knew about. But she didn't tell me for like a few weeks. Wow! Like every time I saw her, or we would like email each other on our AOL accounts. Like <laughs> I found a new thing. And she would like send me one line of walkthrough. And I'd be like, wow, how did she figure this out? And her wording is so perfect. We were like nine. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's a, I mean, that is like stolen valor though. Yes. I mean, just oh, like absolutely. using, cheating your way through, especially point and click adventure because solving the puzzle is the whole thing. Yes. It's not like you, ha- you like watch a video of someone beating a boss in Cuphead and you're like, okay, I have to learn this technique now. Right. It's, I think to be fair, the yeah. thing, and it's the place where point and clicks like fall to pieces is that sometimes just the thing you have to click is invisible. Yes. Or the, and or, or like, the solution the is so obtuse. Is so, yeah. So crazy that you're like, well, how would I have ever thought to combine the chicken with that sand. Uh, I, that's stupid. You mentioned Day of the Tentacle and there's a puzzle in that game that the solution is a joke, which I, playing it as a kid, did not get even when I fa- when I found out the solution. I got to the solution 
uh, only by tr- just trying absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you need to get make you need to cause it to rain, and the solution is you have to wash your car. And it, that is such like like oh yeah, it's yeah. ironic. Every time Murphy's oh, Law, you crazy. wash your car, it rains. How about that? But like a it's fucking like a real dad joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in this game for children. Yeah, a ten year old try. Like I was like, what the? Fu-? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And then it happened. I was like, I don't I get nothing out of this because it just like seemed random to me. Yeah, yeah. That that does happen a lot in adventure games. Uh, you mentioned Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monkey Island says a favorite of mine as a kid. I had a pirated version of Monkey Island, uh, uh, the first Secret of Monkey Island. Uh, uh, I think Statute of Limitations has expired. Huh. Uh, and then I bought Monkey Island 2 and Curse of Monkey Island, legally played both of those. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do you have any favorites in the Monkey Island series? I mean, I love all of them, but I think the Curse of Monkey Island is my favorite. The art is, and the animation art is so is good in that so game. good, and yeah. it's really funny. The stupid pirate songs me and my sister would sing to each other all the time. Oh, yeah. It's just like a really, really, really funny game. And also just everything you can click on is a joke that's funny. Right. <laughs> which is like, they didn't have to do that. I played Broken Age, which was some of like half of that team's attempt to re-bring back point and click stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were just not trying to make it funny, but it wasn't funny at all, it, even though it was very pretty. And it they just didn't have that like clickability. Right. Like Monkey Island, you can literally like a hundred things on this screen, you could click and it says something funny. I really w- one thing I liked about uh, the the I mean like like the animation and, and art is so great. You're right; had, those DMs did have a genuine good sense of humor. It is kind of like nerd jokey. Yes, it, like it is like kind of you know and humor that that works better a lot of times in text than versus sp- uh, said aloud. Yeah, but. I uh, thought the voice acting, though, also in Monkey Island was great. It was good. And, and by Curse, Curse of Monkey Island was one of those games that actually had a, had good voice acting. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, but that, I remember playing through that game, and you could tell that they blew so much of the animation budget on, like, the intro cinematic and some of the stuff that happens oh, yes. in the first act. Because sure. the ending is just literally the male and female leads, Guybrush Threepwood and Governor Elaine, right? Yes. Is that Elaine Marley? And it's just them on a boat uh, like floating away and it just like says the end. It's like one shot. Yes, it's just it's like, man, real... they fucking cheaped out on yeah. this. Yeah, they got to the end of their money and that was the end of the game. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they developed fully chronologically. Heather, did you ever met, I, 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 I know they're not quite your favorite genre of game. Uh-huh. You, did you ever mess around? <laughs> Have you ever played the point and click shooter not for the game, the podcast? No. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's so like it's entirely up your alley it's just like little funny puzzles I played King's Quest oh with, god King's Quest sucks and then when it <laughs> wow. King's, well no King's Quest is impossible because if you miss a puzzle it's then over. you're done yeah, yeah you can break progression in those yeah, games yeah. It fucking it's dumb I played King's Quest until it became point and click and then I didn't like it anymore and I stopped playing oh it, it was too easy no, I just I I, or, I was like, but I want to move the guy or the girl. I want to move them. Oh, and like it's it feels very passive to me to p- point to where you want the person to go and then they wander over there on their own. Oh wow! Mm. Like that doesn't feel like I'm playing the game. I'm sort of like giving direction. But that being said, I think I'm playing a point and click adventure now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm not sure because I haven't played other point and click adventures. So uh. I'm not like. So I'm like, is does this I'm, count? I'm I'm playing Disco Elysium, and I think oh. it's point and click because you pointed things in the environment and you click on them, and then he uh-huh. takes the stuff and you interact with people by pointing at them, and then he wanders over and talks to them. But I don't know if it's I I, I haven't played this, but that yeah. 
by that description, it does sound like a point and click. It's, I haven't played it. That from from what I've seen, it, it looks. It, I mean, it looks more like an RPG the way it's presented. But I don't know if it has. It doesn't have combat, right? Uh, no. There, as so far, there's no combat as right. far as far as I am in it. But um, I I could be wrong. I don't know. There, the That's screen, a picture of a yeah, bunch of people shooting each the other. The screenshot we're looking at right now is people shooting each other, which is kind of a bummer for me because I. I didn't. I haven't. I'm not there yet. So you just got seen. You just saw a major spoiler. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh no! Sorry. Are you like eight minutes into the game? <laughs> I've been playing the title screen. <laughs> just the music is really good. It it's is very chill. It is. It's really chill. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. Point and click adventures don't have RPG elements. Is that what you guys are telling me? Yeah, usually they don't. Ha- I mean, there's sometimes some light combat in them, but in general, it's it's a lot more passive. Yeah, I would say, and and based on puzzle solving and dialogue right. trees. The only combat in Monkey Island is insult based sword fighting. Ah. Uh, which is not really combat. Yeah, it's picking from a dialogue tree to yeah. best your opponent using uh, perfect barbs. Ah. I want to talk a little bit more before we get into it, though. So uh, outside of the ones that you've mentioned, the yeah. Discworld games, Monkey Island, um, it sounds like you're, a, were you more of a, a LucasArts person in the LucasArts versus Sierra divide? Yeah, I think so, just because, again, they were just funnier. But I mean, right. I played the Sierra games. I, I really liked... The Broken Sword games as well. They okay. were really fun. The, yeah, I never uh, messed fifth with one those. came out recently, and that's on the Switch if you feel like playing a little evil Catholic church point-and-click adventure game. Um, Did but, you ever mess around with Gabriel Knight? I think I, I, think I did yeah. play it once, but I didn't click into it. It was that was an interesting series. Uh but it like it th- that one vastly shifted art styles with each game. Like uh-huh. the first one was um you know uh, like pixel art. The second one was uh full motion video. Oh, and okay. then the third one was 3D models and the third one I think is notoriously shitty although I never played it cuz Oh, it really? So just the 3D reviews. modeling was so knew that they didn't know what they were doing. Well, it's also one that supposedly has some of the most, the worst, most obtuse puzzles of all time. Oh, right. Uh, but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but any other favorites that, that you remember? Actually, Thimbleweed Park, which is also a pretty new game, mm. um, but in that old style of, like, early 90s pixel games is really fun. Um, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Ooh, what other ones? I mean, Sam and Max, obviously. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Sam and Max was very entertaining. Man, I, I love the Sam. I love the Sam and Max games. Heather, yeah. you should. Uh, I also feel like Mist and Riven weirdly are point and click games. You're just like first person point and click games. Those feel like. And Heather, I was just telling you how you should spend some of the precious time you have on Earth uh-huh. by playing some games that we like. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was going to say that that Mist and Riven, I feel like, are ones that we should cover on the podcast oh, at yeah. some point. Well, they are I, very I, significant games. And, yeah. and Mist is terrible. So that how works. dare you? I haven't played it since the nineties. So I, you're, you're, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> it might suck. It does. It might suck. It, it does. It definitely has one. The opposite of Curse of Monkey Island, which has good performances, the acting in that game. Oh fucking yes, is that's, garbage. That's, a lot of sweaty men in books. It's the fucking like the 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 brothers who developed it, the safty esque brothers who developed this yes. game, uh, in like fucking you know costume shop like level like sub costume shop like yes. Halloween superstore post Halloween sale markdown like fucking level wardrobe. Yeah. 
uh, and just doing a fucking awful job of selling it. And it takes five minutes for each of those videos to load. Yeah. You have to change the CD three times. And the resolution. So much data. And the resolution of each one is like 240 by 120. It's yes. just like this tiny little box. Also, they do not move the story forward at all. They yeah. don't give you any clues. <laughs> they don't help with the gameplay. Right. You just have to wait for them to be done and then you can do the next puzzle. Hey, Maybe hey. this game sucks. <laughs> hey, you. Wow. You found me in a book. Oh, well, uh, let me tell you about the book that I'm in. Oh, boy, this book is crazy. Well, I'm hungry. Good luck. He was naked from the waist down. <laughs> have you messed around with visual novels at all? Like ones that, that just basically have no puzzles at all and you're just kind of progressing through the oh, story? Like Journey? I guess Journey is like a visual novel kind of. There's no... Do you, can you die playing Journey? I don't think you can die in Journey. It's just I, like yeah. a delightful wander through the desert. Yeah, right? I, I feel like I'm trying to think of how, if that's one that, I think a lot of times with visual novels, people are th- more thinking of things that you, uh, uh, like, a, like a dream daddy, like something that you kind of just like click through the yeah. story. Whereas Journey, is what, what, what people call that a walking simulator? What do people call that? Dream daddy? Yeah. No, not journey. Da- I mean, Journey, Journey, yeah. Oh, I think it's just, um, I think, I, I mean, I, 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 I've said on this show before, I think this is just a garbage game. <laughs> it's a very, very beautiful. It's very beautiful, but it's not a game. Yes, yes. It's, right. It's yes. an interactive experience. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. A game has to have a fail state and you yes. can't lose journey. No. I I just want our listeners to know that I didn't prep that. It no, not at all. organically. No. Well, you're right. Yeah, I am. I look. I think it's a very beautiful journey, but it's not. Yes. It's not a game. Yes, and that's okay. You're allowed yes. to like things sure. that are not it's games. A, it is an interactive uh, visual experience. Yeah, it's a Pixar short that okay. you get to move around in. There it is. That's cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's talk about because uh, you you mentioned that your bat in your history is that it, at, at your personal history at some point you worked as an archaeologist. I did. Yeah, and this has informed your opinion on a specific game series. Oh, the Uncharted! Wow, monstrosities! Wow, monstrosities! <laughs> I mean, first of all, here we go. Uh, the thing with <laughs> the Uncharted games is that I'm not good enough at shooting to be able to play them, but outside of that, oh my goodness, how silly these games! Okay. It just gets so much wrong. You think is that what that what you? Well, your I mean, is? first of all, you can't blow stuff up to get treasure and call yourself an archaeologist. Mm, interesting, right? Like that's like a base reality situation. An archaeologist is somebody who studies material culture. They don't even necessarily dig things up anymore. Like the whole philosophy at the moment with archaeology is it's better left in the ground. Uh, unless we're going to build something, unless it's going to be destroyed in some other way, you probably shouldn't dig it up unless there's some like vital reason to do it. Interesting. Does Nathan Drake call himself an archaeologist in these games or is he is he a treasure hunter? He's like an adventurer. But I mean, also treasure hunters are deeply immoral. Oh, yeah. Evil people. Yeah, you get the sense that Nathan Drake, especially after he murders hundreds of men. Hundreds. Hundreds of men. Yes. He's not a great guy. No. Well, he's also, it it has that thing of like, he's descended from, from the, from the famous Drake or something like that. Like, there's always some stupid, like, yeah. In every single one of these Indiana Jones knockoff type things. Tomb Raider. Which, oh, uh, 
God. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing that I love about Indiana Jones. Even though he is still a treasure hunter, the archaeology that he does when he's teaching archaeology for three minutes is correct. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, like, relevant. And uh, the the cyst tomb that he draws on that uh, board is a place that I have been to. Wow. And he does, even though he's wrong, care about archaeology. He's He's as right as any other archeo- white male archaeologist from 1940. He's, you know? He does scream it belongs in a museum. Yes, That's which true. at the time was the woke view. Yeah. Now, not so much. It belongs in the ground. Like, <laughs> it belongs in the ground or like with the people who, uh, yes. you know, had it in the first place. You yeah. probably shouldn't steal that sacred artifacts so that you, a white person, can look at it at a museum in your hometown without the context of its thousands of years of history. Uh, but, you know, things progress, things right. change. Yeah. That's the nature of stuff. Um, but, no, I I think also part of why I resent the Nathan Drake story and all of those stories is that a little bit of me when I went to study archaeology at university was that that's what my life was going to be like, and it was mm. not, and I just was muddy for three years. And, <laughs> uh, well, four years, because I did it. I worked as an archaeologist for a year afterwards, and then just, like, you're just doing a lot of measuring. Right. And a lot of, like, oh, is this silty sand or sandy silt? We have to write it down because nobody can ever do this dig again, and so we're the last person to see this, so we have to get it right for future generations. Wow. wow. Like, there's that's a, a lot, of, lot of that kind of pressure. Um, so it's just a lot of like hand drawing and photographing and measuring and measuring twice and getting other people's opinions. And also you get paid so little money to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Like any profession that adds value to the world, right. you get no uh, real money from yes, it. Yes, exactly. You have to do something, some bullshit like host a video game podcast. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just rolling it. <laughs> just you fucking make bank every week. <laughs> <laughs> just We've all been talking about it. The whole industry is a buzz with how much money you two are making. <laughs> the worse the show is, the bigger our checks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, are there like 3D scanners now where you like, I mean, in a movie version, like in a Michael Bay version of this, it would be like a like a laser that would pass over the dig. There's a lot of geophys. Okay. The thing that I think is the coolest at the moment is a thing called LIDAR. Yes. LIDAR. LIDAR. I know LIDAR. Which is uh, light something, radar something. Uh, I should probably know that, but I'm not an archaeologist anymore, so it doesn't matter. But basically, you fly over a deeply forested area mm. and you find a whole... Fucking city. Yeah. It's so insane. They keep on finding cities in the Amazon, especially, that are the size of Manhattan. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. huge, huge cities. And uh, they're so hard to find on the ground because the jungle is so dense and dangerous and um, just very scary. I uh, just read a book called um, The Lost City of the Monkey God, which is about finding a city in Honduras, uh, which mostly is about how just... You go into the jungle and you're going to die. If you're not somebody who was raised in that area and understand all of the incredible dangers of that area, everything can kill you. There's like snakes that spit venom that can rot your leg off. Uh There's like just so many different diseases, panthers, like everything will kill you. It's very, very bad. Um, But with LIDAR, you can find those things without... Um, 
being in any way invasive, uh, which is also good because it stops looters from coming in because Uh, you know where it is, but you're not like leaving a trail. Right. Um, And uh, then you just, we know where it is and you can pick out uh, like, if you do want to do a dig, you can be like, well, this is the city square. We can go and do that. But there's like, uh, like five or six other different types of geofits. That's amazing. I wish this was our show. (laughs) What, talking about an interesting subject with an expert? Well, I, I I double majored for a brief period. I tried to double major in college in anthropology and uh, writing for Mm -hmm. movies and television. (laughs) And, uh, and after about two years of it, I was like, I can't handle this workload. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and That's I had to drop anthropology, mm-hmm. but it was secretly, it was like my, I was like, oh man, wouldn't this be, they didn't have an archaeology. Yeah. See, degree. I realized after three years of doing it that I was like, oh, I just like the stories. I like right. the stories mm-hmm. that I get to tell when I've dug something up. Yeah. Yeah. But, you don't want to, you know, it's like the person who sees Jurassic Park and it's like, oh, I want to be a paleobotanist. Not right. like, oh, and, and not realizing it. Wait, no, I wanted to make a movie because right, that's what yes. I liked about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by yeah. the way, while, while we're toss, tossing credentials around, uh, as you guys know, I went to the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> uh, got a double major in uh, kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> so wow. about that. And now you like video games? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I kind of shifted. I shifted careers. Uh, oh, my God. Later in life. Speaking of shitty interruptions. <laughs> This week we played Kitten Squad, wow. which Sucks. was a 2015 Sucks. dual joystick video game developed by Sagency and Arcade Distillery and released for the PS4, Switch, Mobile, and whatever uh, video game consoles they have in hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, sort of designed and authored by uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, and it features... Oh, that makes so much sense. Wait, you didn't know... I didn't know that at all. I, I, this <laughs> that must have been the most confusing game. I mean, even knowing <laughs> that, it was the most confusing game. Uh, I, well, I heard, knew it was developed by PETA, but I thought it was the flatbread. So I was expecting <laughs> some some gyro meat and hummus. PETA TM branded, just yeah. Just I thought it was whole. a PETA. I thought it was a brand. <laughs> PITA. <laughs> That's a that's a brand, right? Like Kleenex. Uh, I guess we'll leave that in. <laughs> features uh, the game features a gun wielding kitten protagonist who is tasked with saving various animals from their real world, and I can't stress that enough, real world traumas and captivity. So every quest that you get as this kitten begins with a graphic depiction of animal abuse before launching you into an incongruous fantasy world where you blast robots with balls of yarn. Yes. Uh, It's so the disconnect between the cinematics and the gameplay arts is so stark. Yeah, I I would love to do a a sort of for our listeners, a simulation of what that uh, what that disconnect is like. Every time you start up the game, you hear this gentle theme and you choose your quest. I'll choose the first one, which is rescue Olivia the Orca. And then we see some whales and we hear this or read this. This is Olivia. She spent the first few years of her life exploring the ocean with her family, swimming up to 100 miles a day. Then one day, life as she knew it suddenly came to an end. (laughs) 
They came in speedboats and on airplanes, setting off deafening explosions to create confusion. Massive nets enveloped Olivia and the rest of her pod. Trapped and desperate, Olivia searched for a way out. It was reported later, and then that went too fast. I couldn't read that one. <laughs> the text scrolls at uneven speeds. And it's I jarring. also have to say this this part of it, this cutscene, did not happen when I played it, uh, and so it just went instantly into the main screen. Oh wow! Which made it even more confusing <laughs> because in the main screen, there's just three very badly animated, or like not even animated, just like drawn animals that you can talk to. One of which is a crow that just gives you sad animal facts. Yes. Yep. That is just the same three sad animal facts over and over. I think, but very specific. Like one of them is that lambs' tails get uh, lopped off during lambing season, which. Okay. And then um, then another one is about orcas. And then I think I maybe it's just those two. I don't know. Well, this this one is like you it tells the story of an orca who's separated from her mom. And then another orca they're they're brought to SeaWorld, which they call Sealand. Sealand. Yes. Sure. Uh, And oh, I didn't connect that. (laughs) That's meant to be SeaWorld. Nick, you're on a roll. This show is hard enough. (laughs) But eventually you're like, it's telling you like, uh, she was so desperate to find her mom that she bashed her head against the side of the tank until she had killed her. Like, Jesus Christ. It's so graphic. And then you hard cut from that to... (laughs) This, and you gotta like fucking like run around as a cat shooting robots. But, I mean, the, the music even... I feel like it seems like it should be fun and soothing, but it just sort of feels like, you know, when you're in the mall at Christmas and you're standing in between two speakers that are playing two different Christmas songs at the Uh same time. (laughs) Yep. Like that's how it felt. And that's how this whole game felt. I feel like, like it just felt like a sensory overload in a way that like I couldn't play it for very long because it made me so anxious. It's yeah, it's upsetting in both the tone of the cinematics, but then also the gameplay yeah. itself. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned there's that little town area, which is just, you know, the three NPCs, two of whom give you quests, one of whom gives you uh, har- harrowing animal facts. Yeah. And then the gameplay is just twin stick shooter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shooting robots. And also, the, I, the, for me, the most uh, distressing part of this game was the sound that the little cat that you play makes Meow. when it gets hurt. Yes. It's like, sounds like a cat getting hurt. Meow. And it really is stressful. Meow. And I'm like sitting there with my cats playing this game. Meow. And it's like, awful. <laughs> 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 yeah. Cat being hurt noise. Like, oh no. Yeah, it's really like, I understand PETA's mission. I get it. But would, wouldn't it have been, I don't know, more proactive or, like, more um, convincing if the game had been, like, Echo the Dolphin or something where it was like, oh, shit, your pod got split up. Yeah, you and have then to you... get with the rest of your pod. Or... Sure. Yeah. I mean, to have any logic at all would have been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very it's very abstract what you're actually accomplishing. Even yeah. within it, like, you're going, you're just going into little different rooms 
almost instantly getting killed every time was my experience. It just like the the robots are weirdly overpowered and you don't have enough hearts. It's definitely and not then, a, yeah, it's definitely not a well-balanced game. Continue. And then like why are you killing these robots? They give you extra guns sometimes, but they don't explain what the extra guns do. Some of them shoot carrots, which is delightful. Yes. Yeah. And the guns are 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 randomly powered. Yes. So yes. like some of the guns are an upgrade and yes. some of them are a downgrade. And you can't really tell what no, the gun is. No, all of the guns look the same. Yeah. Yeah, the art's not really distinct enough. You just have to it's, it's kind of uh ghosts and goblins or ghouls and ghosts style where you just like hope to stumble upon a weapon and then you just hold it as long as you can, a good one and then Hopefully you don't accidentally get pick up a, a bad one. Yeah, and usually, so like my favorite was the flamethrower. Flamethrower is good. And oh, then, I never got a flamethrower. I didn't play. I truly did not play for very long because I I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I get it. It's it's, right. it's garbage. But uh, like you, if you get a good gun, and then all you the, the game's tension is, please don't let me pick up a bad gun. Right. Yeah. It, it's also the, as far as the difficulty goes, it is like, yeah, there are times when you'll just get kind of uh, cheesed into into a death. And it's basically a roguelike in that once you die, you go back to town and you keep right. everything you've acquired. You keep all the, the, the currency you've acquired. I don't even know what the currency is. Little cat coins? Yeah, whatever the fucking cat coins are. Um, you, you keep all the cat coins. Uh, but yeah, but you don't. You have to like start from scratch on the map. But the and the progress is very ambiguous because all your quests are like like um, uh, destroy twelve cat crunchers, and then it's just like whatever like, the what fucking is enemy. A cat cruncher? Yeah, and then Who you knows? have to figure Doesn't out what that enemy label is. Label what it. a cat cruncher but those is. Are right. the, those are the side quests. Those are the side. Quests. The main quest is like. Hey, watch this video of a sheep's dick get cut off. Right. Now go no now go murder the person who did this. Yeah, you have to extract vengeance on the the evildoer. Yeah. yeah. But you don't an actually I mean like when you save the orca, you shoot glass that's keeping the orca in the cage. And then the orca or tank. Uh-huh. And then the orca swims away and like it's not like you ever see that orca again. It's not super rewarding. You get a little yeah. orca buddy. Can, no. can I just talk more generally about the message of this game? Yes. Right. Because let's say you are, this is clearly targeted at children. Right? This is a game for kids to teach them that uh, kittens are cute. Mm-hmm. We, we, we love animals. It's it's wrong what people do to them and you should hurt the people who, uh, you know, you who should, are cruel to animals. You should hurt them. <laughs> well, yes. that, that's the main thing because so, so much of it is communicated in these dense text scrolls and then these these very bad the, the UI is fucking disgusting looking it's so ugly uh, these very bad looking text boxes that have like animal facts or whatever that, that set you up in your quest and, and I feel like if I'm a kid I'm just clicking through that or like just bare, I can't even read it fast enough because it's like six point font and it's it's scrolling fast and, and so I'm not really absorbing that element of the game the lesson that I am learning is that if you shoot something with a gun you will get money like, yes. that's the main lesson of this game from yeah, a child's perspective. Absolutely. If you fire enough rounds into something that's uh, that's in your presence, it will explode and you will be rewarded with a shower of coins. It does feel like the closest way I can describe it in terms of another media is, you know, those like weird YouTube videos that are like AI generated for children. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's how it feels in that, like, <laughs> there's some... It, it's just so, like, it gone through the loop of Uncanny Valley so many times. It right. feels like that whatever it is now is so beyond human comprehension. 
Why are Spider-Man and Elsa from Frozen in a school bus together? Right. That's driving to the tune of uh, the alphabet song. Right. Also, it has 50 million views. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, PETA has released a ton of browser games. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they are usually extremely graphic or... Um, controversial. They did a uh, a Pokemon parody called, uh, I think, Pokemon Black and Blue. Yes, that's correct. Uh, which was about rescuing the po- like freeing Pikachu mm-hmm. from Ash. I mean, a great premise. <laughs> I wow. I agree. Okay, those Pokemon are cute and should not be kept in tiny balls. Uh, well, but Pikachu's never in a ball. He doesn't like the ball. Uh, I mean, but he has, he has other Pikachus. Yeah, a Pikachu could be in a ball. A singular Pikachu. But but Pikachu, Pikachu is not in the ball. Pikachu's on his shoulder. Mm. Pikachu's on his shoulder all the time. Pikachu is a class traitor who is betraying (laughs) the rest of the Pokemon people just because he's having a good time and the rest of his brothers and sisters are locked in balls. But uh, the the PETA game takes and and pits the Pokemon against the trainers. Uh, And it was very, like, people did not, people were upset by that game. Um, I have a list of of other ones here. Um, Mario Kills Tanuki, which was uh, made because PETA was upset that Mario wears a Tanuki suit, uh, which is a fur raccoon sort of thing. Right. Um, uh, By the way... The Tanuki suit gets so much press for something that's a very hard to obtain item in Super Mario Three. You don't get to mess around with that Tanuki suit too much. No. Yeah, yeah. You get, you're mostly got the you're mostly a raccoon suit. Yes, a raccoon tail, really. Raccoon yes. tail and a little and the little ears. Little ears. Yeah, yeah. They made uh they made a game called Super, Super Tofu Boy, which was a um parody of Super Meat Boy. Mm, I get it. Uh kind of uh I mean, we're all made of meat. And like I don't know that Meat Boy is made of steak. Mm. No. No. Like, I don't think the point of Meat Boy is that you are going to cook him, right? Right. No, no. He's he's just meat. Yeah. He's made of flesh. Anyway, that was just the super tofu boy is just the first pitch in the room. Yeah, it's just like everyone's in there and and people someone just wants to get lunch. Whatever fucking vegan mush they get at PETA. Hey, Mm -hmm. whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't fucking know. No one has any energy because no one has any protein in their diet. (laughs) Is that a super tofu boy? I don't fucking know. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Cooking mama. Mama kills animals is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, mama. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they they release a bunch of these kinds of propaganda games. Um, And I I feel like with this one specifically, which is the second or first most downloaded video game on the Switch, it has, it is like- Kitten Squad. Kitten Squad. Because it's 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 free. free. Because it's free. And it's got a good name. Kitten Squad is a good name Mm -hmm. for a video game. So so there, there are tons of parents like just giving this to their kids- and not even real. I mean, you didn't even you played it and you didn't know yeah. it was a PETA game. No, I mean, I was confused by all of the very fervent animal rights uh, specifics. But yeah, no, I didn't know. Yeah. And just to reiterate, I knew it was a PETA game, but was like, why are we shooting balls of yarn instead of falafel? Yeah. So I was convinced I was going to be able to cut it. <laughs> and now... You've made my job <laughs> twice as hard. <laughs> the 
quests of this game include <laughs> save our sheep, saving dolphins, defeat sheep puncher, seal rescue, save our sheep two, defeat sheep shearer. Hey, can I ask a question about yeah. sheep? Yeah. If you don't shear a sheep, it dies. It's not good for them. Right? Uh, yeah, I grew up. Uh, in a pretty sheep-heavy place. There's a lot of sheep where I'm from. Are you just referring to the country of England? Yes, but also specifically the the southwest of England. Got it. The village that I grew up in, the field next to my house. Uh, like, there's a lot of sheep. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very unhealthy for them. The reason that their tails get docked is because um, they can get very infected. Oh, and, interesting. Like, it... The sheep that we have are bred for wool. Yeah. And if you don't shear them, it's bad and unhealthy and they can become like filled with uh, ticks and other various bugs. And yeah. there's it's like, not good for them. There's like, I've seen footage of like, oh, this sheep wandered off like five years ago and they finally found it mm-hmm. and it looks like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're very cute, that those is sheep. Cute, yeah. like, them big old sheep. But, like, but a huge portion. I mean, like, I'm. A hundred percent on board with mm, let's not kidnap orcas and make them do a show. No. That's fucked. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Just, that's fucked. Yeah. But like them going off about like don't shear a sheep. I'm like, yeah, well, OK, but I mean, is the is are we just going to kill off all that breed and then that's it so that they don't. Because what else do you do with it? I guess the ethical argument is that for is that and, you know, if some if you're really going to be hardcore about it, I've heard people the animal liberation arguments against like even like mm-hmm. pet ownership, because right. it is like you're like when you're saying your dog can't go outside, you're restricting their free will. You're saying that, like, no, I have power over you. You're my possession. You are not a creature who can do what they please, even if they're going to get killed if they go out on their own. I mean, also, wool sheep are the cushiest of all of the animals because sheep are really, really picky. Mm-hmm. They won't live in a fucking barn they won't eat your trash food they will only eat grass they won't go inside they do not like it inside <laughs> so they're just like, like a memory <laughs> oh, bastards so they're just like gambling around the field being cute and then once a year they get shorn or twice a year like it's it's a very easy life right. being shorn also takes 90 seconds like it, it's such a. We can play a video right now of sh- uh, like sheep shearing, and it's, it, it's so. It's not even ninety seconds. It's such a short period and of time. And it's not painful. It's like no, right, not at all. It's, it's like, like getting a buzz cut, yeah. Right? It's it's it, it's painful if they get nicked, I guess. But it's oh, really mm-hmm. only a little nick. It's not like right. And they're we, bleeding we, profusely. We got a little nick right here in this Oh, room. a little oh. nicky. Kind of a big nick. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is there, am I wrong, but there's a, or, or is there a part where a sheep's dick gets amputated? Yeah, that's, that's second, the second quest, the second thing that you see uh-huh. is uh, a little cutscene about a sheep and you see it get clipped in the ear mm-hmm. and then you see its dick get cut off and the dick falls from the sheep onto the grass and they're uh-huh. like they call they call it a, it's sheephood it's like and then they removed and then they removed its sheephood and it's yeah it's a dick on the ground so i don't know about the dick part of it they, uh, they do get castrated yeah okay but like castrated is just bulls it's balls, not a dick yeah. and bulls it's just balls. It's just balls. I would be I would be interested in learning what the reasoning is for taking off a dick if they are in fact taking off a dick cuz that just sounds like elective surgery. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. Like I feel like you could just 
castrate somebody. But that, that in the game, it's represented that someone's dick is yeah, cut off. I could be wrong. Uh, but I did live next to the, the local castrator. So uh, <laughs> his right name, next door. I did. His name was Jack. He was 91. I was the oldest Catholic in Bath, and he was completely illiterate. <laughs> wow, and this guy rules. Di- it was, he, was, he was so cool. You would just see him, like, walking around with a deer on his back at the age of 91. Wow. Like, lots of venison. He would, like, leave a rabbit on your on your door. Wow. Wow. As a test. Because <laughs> oh. what are you going to do with that rabbit, eh? Can I, can I ask you a, a personal question, Siobhan? Um, did you grow up in a different time? <laughs> yes, I fully did. Yeah. No, it, uh, the, the, like a rural southwest of England is like weirdly another town time, but it's also sort of so many of the people, including my family, moved from London to get that experience. Right. It is a little bit like old world laughing. Mm. Um, because they're just like, oh, the children should grow up in the fields. But then you're a child there and you're like, but I just want to have friends and there's no people my age. And also I just want to stay inside and play video games <laughs> and not cheap or scary when you're a child. <laughs> Once you've been chased by cows three times, that's enough. You've like had right. your experience. That's good. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That's my childhood except without any animals. So it's just, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. just open woods and nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I play a lot of video games. <laughs> should we uh should we move on to some of our final thoughts on this yeah i think it's time for our review crew, review crew. Review crew. yeah it's time for the review crew so all we're gonna do is give a uh you know a, we're gonna try and say a, a good thing about this game something we liked and then we'll give it a score, uh, you know, like a numerical score out of 10-ish. Uh, so uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first, Nick? Uh, I can go first. Great, do it. Uh, you know, first off, I just have to say, again, I knew going in it was a PETA game. But I was disappointed there was no quest to retrieve the tahini sauce. Jesus Christ. But that said, my positive is thing is... Is this a running bit? Is he doing this all the time? Or no, is this just, no, it's, just for it, this game? We're watching the decline benefit. of a human race. Right, okay. I've done that every episode. <laughs> I will say some of the weapons, there is one that has a it has something that I, I don't feel like I've seen before, specifically. It may, maybe it's done in some other twin six shooter and I'm just not thinking of it or it's one I haven't played. But there's a lightning gun where the lightning ricochets off of walls. And you can kind of fill the screen with electricity. It reminded me of Charged Bolt from Diablo. It was just like, this is kind of cool. Like, the, you reach that point where you just have this blanket of electrical, uh, it, you know, uh, bolts that are shooting and that are zapping animals. And I actually had some moments where I was enjoying the gameplay for, like, a screen or two. Mm-hmm. And then I accidentally picked up the fucking useless tomato gun or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck this. Uh, this game is is... Uh, I was going to say dog shit, but more accurately, it's cat shit. It's truly <laughs> awful. It's one of the, the worst things we've played in a while here. I'm going to give this a 0.1. Wow. 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 All right. Um, let's see. So I guess the positive would be I don't laugh a lot at video games. <laughs> and the the orca thing was so terrible i started laughing like yeah. not not like as a psychopath but uh-huh. i was like when it was like playing the sad muse at, like at, i'd spent 30 seconds as a cat 
then talked to an elk. And the elk was like, hey, can I tell you about an orca that committed suicide? <laughs> like, I started laughing. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and so for that, I mean, for the shock value of it, I, I, I'll i give that. That's a positive for yeah. me. Uh, but otherwise, uh, this is something I'd like to call a shittio game. A shittio game. It is a shittio game. It's a shittio game. Uh, my girlfriend came up with that. I didn't even, that's not even my own thought. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to give this a point. I don't even know what my lowest score has. It's a point zero zero one. Wow. This game blows. <laughs> it's terrible. It's very bad. Going to the thousandth column. Yeah. All right, Matt, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm a cat owner myself, and... <laughs> Uh, this game made me want to put my cats outside. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I, I, I understand. I, was, I agree with you, Heather. I understand what Peter's trying to do. I get their mission statement. I don't like the way they do it. I don't think they're good. Uh, but I did like the character design in this game, and I specifically liked the pirate dog that you meet in the main village. And this is something he says when you talk to him. I'm one pirate who's proud to be a scurvy dog. <laughs> and that's very, that's very sweet. He's very cute. His tongue's sticking out. He's got a little hat on. He, he's a pug. And pugs, I would think, would be like Very useless on a pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, pugs are, are bred to be fucked up. Yes. Like, you would yes. think it wouldn't, that PETA would not use a pug as a mascot. Yeah, yeah they would have, like, a, a mutt of some kind. Yeah. Let's Adopt, see, don't shop. Right. Let's see how far we can stretch the genetics of right. a canine and still have it be alive. It's reinforcing. <laughs> the pug is like, like a dare of a breed. It's <laughs> it's reinforcing that the pug is cute, and yeah. you're not supposed to think of the pug as cute because you're supposed to be like, well, if I am going to have a dog, it should be like a border collie. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to me- the the mess the takeaway for this game for a young kid to be like, I want to buy a pug. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, Siobhan, something. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta give it a numerical score. Oh, yes, score. I'm sorry. I think you gave it. Uh, eh, point one. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Great. Rolling point one territory. Great. Uh, Siobhan, uh, something positive and your numerical score for this game. I mean, who am I to deny the thrall of an arcane and strange bird giving me interesting information? Very true. Um, The rest of it was so bad. But I feel like everybody should play it just to understand just the how bad feeling uh, like a human in your body can feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really a panic attack in a game and uh, it, it's like educational for that reason. Um, I feel like I... I Am I allowed to give it a negative score? No. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I'll give it a minus one. Wow. Based on your one to ten scale. And technically it's out of a million. Yeah, it's technically <laughs> out of a million, so that's fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so minus one out of a million is this pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Definitely one of the worst scores we've gotten so far. Yeah, yeah these are this is a this is a low scoring game. Real bad yeah. game. Uh, by the way, I should mention, because we talked about how the game is free. And there is a DLC pack you can no, buy. No, it costs you so much, just the, emotionally. The, I, yeah, it does <laughs> cost anything yeah. in money. I, I will be scarred by this game for the rest of my life. Yeah. It is scarring, and it is, but it is free monetarily yes. unless you buy the DLC pack, which I did just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And what happens is 
every item in the shop, which is just or just like, you know, aesthetic items for your uh, for your character, like mm-hmm. just like ha- like a fucking cowboy hat or, or a, a, a robot skin or sunglasses yeah. or whatever. Every single item just gets unlocked. So the in-game currency suddenly becomes useless. There's nothing to spend it on. So the Perfect. game is just the gameplay just is totally pointless. Yeah. It's just a grind to accumulate more capital that you can't spend. Well, that's it's, life, man. It's to save it's to save the orca. You gotta save the orca. But I wanna buy something. <laughs> <laughs> buy things, shoot things. That's the Peter way. <laughs> hey, those were our thoughts, but Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. We've got some reviews from the internet here uh, that take a different perspective on Kitten Squad. I've got one from It's Ocelot 550YT. Uh, <laughs> this, the, the title of this is This Review Contains Spoilers. Oh no. I downloaded this game on launch on Switch and I'm having a great time. Although it's free, free games aren't supposed to be the best. But I've enjoyed this game. The full character customization is cool. The graphics are always in 60 FPS and are really cute. There are a lot of quests to do as well, but can get boring over time. One of the best parts is the local multiplayer. Being able to play with three other people is really cool. I suggest you download this game and give it a shot. There's even DLC on the way. I don't know what the spoiler was. <laughs> Maybe that there's DLC on the way. <laughs> I have no kind of idea. A timeline spoiler. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a positive review from Harlequin on the Steam store. If you have a dark sense of humor and can laugh at the writing in this game, then you will find this to be like a free Binding of Isaac. By no means is this a good game, but at the same time, it's not a bad game to waste time in if you have nothing to, better to play at the time. The intro cutscenes alone for the missions make this worth it, although I find it unusual that there is no sob story for the dolphins. Overall, I give this game two suicidal orcas out of five. (laughs) (laughs) 14 people found that review helpful. (laughs) 18 found it funny. Uh, I had pulled the same review. Wow. Uh, I've got a different one, though. And unless we're going to speed up this review, like in post, where it'll just be like... um, Then I I can't read it all, which is all one paragraph. Uh... First review on Metacritic. I want to preface this with, there's no way this person isn't a plant from PETA. (laughs) My honest review on Kitten Squad. First things first, it's co-op. One of the best parts about it. So I have my friend come over at eight thinking we'll get down on some Zelda. Not the case. Instead, I say, let's try out this new free game. Thinking it maybe wasn't going to be the best game ever, but hey, it's free, so I don't complain. (laughs) Ha ha. No, I was fortunately completely wrong. We hung out playing this game for like four hours straight, learning everything about it and what to do. I have to say, I love this game. Don't listen to the negative reviews. I'm here to give facts and my opinions about the game. Let's dive in. For one, I love all these different cosmetics. I mean, the the first red flag is inviting your friend over to play Zelda, which is a one-player game. (laughs) There are other games that you can play with your friend. Don't do that unless you're such good friends that you can just hang out in silence while one person plays a video game. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to skip to the end of it, which is just, uh, I really like and enjoy this game. My honest rating for Kitten Squad Nine out of ten. The reason for the missing one is because of things that I either dislike or that I thought needed to be added. This review is only done with six hours of game time, but it's truly how I feel. It was just too much fun. 
Six, six hours. Six hours. Way too much. Way too much time to spend with this game. Uh, my last one is not so much a review. Uh, it's on the Game Facts question section, but it caught my eye while I was digging around there. I'll just read this. This is from Ashenhost16, posted four months ago in the PlayStation 4 section. Why my dick long and hard? <laughs> my dick long as frick right now. Why? <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's related to Kitten Squad at all. Or if that's just someone having a sexual awakening uh, and looking for a forum where he can get some feedback. Maybe it's a good old-fashioned troll. I don't know what it is. But it definitely was startling to read in the Kitten Squad subreddit. I saw you find that review earlier. Yeah. I think we both did. Yeah. And you laughed, like, for five minutes. <laughs> I had the same question. Why am I dick long and hard? <laughs> yeah, you had control F dick for that, right? <laughs> so that's that's maybe we're wrong, right? That's right. It's time for a segment. Man Apodaca, what do you got? All right. Can our contestants recognize these classic video game songs? It's time for Game That Tune. Wow. Ooh, a oh, new no. segment. Okay. Okay. This okay. might be really hard. It's going to be. Okay. Here's how it works. I'm going to play a song, and right. you have to guess what it is. There, uh, These songs are from classic video games. Okay. I'll play the first version of the song, but it has been... Reversed and pitched down. Oh, Wait, no. what the what? fuck is Wait that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then the second version I will play is just pitched down. And you can guess at any time. If you're right, you'll get one point. <laughs> okay. I asked for a tougher game and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm getting curb stomped. <laughs> <laughs> this was very hard for me to make. So that's why I'm excited that we're doing it. All right. De Devin helped me. <laughs> okay, here we go. This one is, is round one. I don't know, but this sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Sounds great. I mean, any guesses? We should just I mean, it's listen to this. Nintendo game. It's rad. rad. That's awesome sounding. Did you discover like a thing? No, 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 no. This, I mean, yes, I'm a genius, and oh, it's the Tetris song. You got it. Wow. 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 I was thinking like Norfair from from Metroid, but yeah, it's a Tetris song. There you go. That was incredible. It's wow. specifically the Tetris 99 theme song, which sounds like this. Sort of a punchier version of Tetris, but that was that was impressive. That was great. That Thank was you. I've played a lot of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> you great. slow that down and reverse it. It sounds like the aliens sending us back. Hitler's speech in contact. Yeah, it's very cool. It sounds like a weird indie video game. I love that's it. It's like Yeah, it's really cool. Can you send me that? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll it's send, really I'll send cool. that to you. Okay, round two. Here we go. I mean, this is Mario. Yeah. Damn, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Siobhan's killing this game. Doing great. Here's round. They're getting harder. Okay. Okay, great. It seemed like that was easier. Good, I need that a challenge. That was easier. Okay, here we go. Round three. I mean, all of these sound Yeah, awesome. these are so rad. It sounds like you're, like, 
going into some other, like, netherworld. I feel like I'm being, like, activated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought this was the real world, Nick? Come through this door. I do wish we had a photo of Nick right before he had that realization. It's really fucking with my head. <clears throat> do we have any guesses? So just based on the quality of the sample, I'm guessing yeah. this is something from like the 32-bit Jenner Beyond. Oh, maybe uh, not actually. It could be Castlevania. Oh, because yeah, I forgot it slowed down. Yeah, slowed down and pitched down. Yeah, slowed down and pitched down, and reversed. I can play the let's, second version of it. Yeah, let's have the second yeah. version. Okay, this one is just. Slowed down and pitched down. Oh. Oh, I know this so, song. Is it the Halo theme? No. Fuck. I know this song, but I don't. Ah, fuck. Is it uh, Contra? Is it... No. Final Fantasy VII? Yes, but which song? Is it it's the battle in the, theme? In the... Oh! Yeah, it is. It's the uh, the theme you're playing when you fight the spider, right? The yeah. Yeah, the boss battle theme. Yes. Yeah. So I'll uh, give not not just the battle theme. Battle theme shouldn't have gotten. It. I'll it give Heather half a theme. point and Siobhan half a point. Great. Can I get a half point? No. <laughs> okay. This next one. Okay, ready go. These are all so amazing. Yeah. I was kind of just, you know. Just did a little twist in there, a little t tap in there. It kind of was nothing. I mean, I want to score a whole game with this. Yeah, shit. truly. <laughs> uh, it, I feel like a game where you're playing like a fun, bright Mario world, and then you go into like a shadow backwards version of it or something. Yeah. 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 I feel like I should be looking at a video screen that has just like an atom bomb yeah. and then like bayonets and then like the president's face. Like sheep's dick getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> it's the parallax montage, yeah. but just for Nick. <laughs> okay, here it is. Just slowed down. I mean, this, this sounds fucking cool. Still too. fucking cool, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this Nintendo game. Okay, here's the real version. It's the yeah, Pokemon Lavender Town oh, theme. Oh, wow. wow. So no one gets that one. Mm. I mean, that's that's just good. Okay. Yeah, that's excellent. And here's, here's the last one. Here we go. Could also be Natalie Portman walking down the beach towards the lighthouse in Annihilation. Absolutely, yes. <sighs> Traveling back in time to see my dad one last time. <laughs> walking in on Nick, sucking his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pit stop. It's a pit stop. Here it is, slowed down. It's a PlayStation 1 game. And it's, uh... Oh, maybe it's not. Oh. 
Oh, it's Zelda. Is it Zelda? Yes. Oh, shit. The Ocarina Ocarina of Time time. main theme. Wow. 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 Oh, but it's like a weird... Yeah, there's like a cover of it. Cover of it. Well, I guess that this is a cover of it. So that was a tricky one. Yeah. Either way, Siobhan wins. Wow. Wow, congrats. Congrats to our guests. The first ever game, that tune. I listen to a lot of video game music. I listen to it when I write a lot because it, uh, it is fun to play video games. And so my brain is like... I'm having a fun time because the video game music. So all right, it's fun. I do the same because I li- I like to listen to music with no lyrics while I'm writing. If I'm listening or if, or if I'm if I'm working, because if I hear lyrics, then I start to like those words get in my yeah. head and I can't concentrate. I will occasionally listen to the same album over and over again mm. so many times that it starts to sound like nonsense. Right, and that works also. But yeah. I listen to the Nino Cooney theme every morning. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I have a a, a mix called uh, Breakfast with Anime, but then at some point I started adding video game songs to uh-huh. it, and the Nino Kuni theme is like a real good day starter. Like it's like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on an adventure it's today. Time. Yeah. Uh, Matt, let's hear that uh, reversed and slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Heather, I have seen I, so much. <laughs> My name is the same backwards and slowed down. <laughs> uh, hey, let's take some questions. It's time for the question block. All right. This one's from at Travis Dunsmuir on Twitter. Do you have any phone games you actually like? Hold Down and Hoplite are both incredible and have no microtransactions. I dig them a lot and actually sunk a ton of time into them. So it's sort of anecdotal as well. Uh, is Sword and Sorcery, is that the name of that game? I fucking love it. Uh, that game's great. Um, I, I, I played, I actually liked Plants vs. Zombies. I know it's like a fucking whatever, like mainstream take, but I like mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed it as like a fucking, you know, light sort of strategy game that I could play in short bursts. Uh, I liked the Where's My Water series. I didn't like I didn't like the second one where they added microtransactions, but I thought those were like fun puzzlers. Um, and uh, what else do I got in my phone? Oh, uh, yeah. Series, uh, the story app. <laughs> garbage you believe this podcast. I, I liked Sayonara Wild Hearts also. Um, good game. Uh, and, uh, Glitch Dash is a pretty good game. Uh, Threes was a good puzzler. I certainly played a shitload of Hearthstone back when I was playing oh Hearthstone God, yeah, on my I phone. yeah, I had to delete Hearthstone off yeah. my phone. Yeah, Um, yeah, the room games. I also, uh, played a game called 80 Days. Have you played that? Mm-mm. Oh, I know Which what is, this is. I have not played it. It's, like, somewhere between a story and a game. Um, you just go, it, it. The nice thing about it is that it's infinitely re- not infinitely, but you can replay it because you're you can take different trips around the world and you pick up different things along the way and get different little missions. It's just like a very soothing little uh story eighty days that we're around the world. Yes. Uh, uh game. I also play I'll just just from a, a port standpoint, I am the port king. I do I did like the like I did play Dragon Quest one on my phone and it was like, oh, this is not ideal control wise, but just mm-hmm. as like a very simple RPG that I can play on on, on a plane. It was like it just works perfectly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. OK, here we go. Uh, this one is from at uh, at Boogie uh, at Bogey Orangutan on Twitter. Here's a 
photo of a 7-Eleven selling a copy of Sneak King for $25 when it originally retailed for $4. Have you ever greatly overpaid for anything video game related and the opposite side, any huge bargains? Yeah, I just bought Madden 2014 from GameStop for full price. <laughs> no, no, I mean it is crazy that they will like that's a game that they that you has no trade in value. If you bring in a, a last year's sports game, they'll give you like one cent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I paid retail price on release for Waterworld, and it is now among the uh, pricier uh, games that exist. Wow, um, it's at least it's 125 bucks for just a loose cartridge. Um, but if you have really? the box and you have the instructions, it's worth a lot more. Hmm. Do you have the books and the instructions? Fuck yeah, I do. Hell yeah. I, I actually, love Waterworld. I do have an answer for this. I'm trying to remember what specific game it was. I'll just say it's Might and Magic 6 because it was around that era I bought a PC game from Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And I took it home and I opened it up and the disc was gone and was replaced with just like a CDR, like a blank CDR. Oh, yeah. And I took it back. And they wouldn't fucking take it back because right. they were like, we're not going to take an open game. You just like, we. how do we know you didn't steal the game? So I like, I had to pay full price for a game twice wow. to fucking play the game. So the, yeah, I greatly overpaid for like fucking Might and Magic 6 or whatever, which Might also Might and Magic sucked. 6 was good. <laughs> <laughs> you liked it? I, I don't know. It, was so, it felt like it was so skewed towards like shooting bows and stuff. I just didn't yes, like the combat. I like shooting bows. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy playing an archer. You get to stand far away. <laughs> Nobody's going to hit you. It's nice and safe. Yeah. Cool. I played it with my sister as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That'll help. Um, do you have, do you have a, either you guys have an answer or anything you can, any, any gaming related thing you ever overpaid for? Not really. It's always, it's usually like I'll buy something and then the next day it'll be on sale for like half price. Mm. Yeah. That's always the, tr- that's always the rub. Oh shit. I bought my PS4 Pro the week before it dropped a hundred bucks. Oh man. Yeah. That does That suck. fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I actually, I do have, I, I accidentally rebought uh fucking... <laughs> What the fuck was it? I accidentally rebought Darkest Dungeons because I had it on GOG, G-O-G, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, however the fuck you say it. I had it on that. I didn't realize it, and I bought it on fucking Steam. Oh, and I man. Said, I had it twice. I was like, why did I do that? It was on sale, but I was just like, a fucking, why didn't I check my other platforms if I already bought this game? <laughs> Too many platforms, man. Too many. I was worried. I bought a cartridge of Link's, in, Link's Awakening. And I'm I'm worried that I down because I switched to the Switch Lite. Yes. And I'm worried that I bought it as a de- uh, as a downloaded game uh, before I switched over to Switch Lite, and it's just not on my menu screen, and mm-hmm. I never played it. Uh, but I'm not sure. Guys, as we said, our chief problem from doing this podcast is that we have too much money. So maybe this is <laughs> inadvertently helping us out. Uh, let's take another question. All right, this is from at Steve Hawk. Gaming on the toilet, yay or nay? I'm calling. Heather Campbell, nay. Nick Weiger, yay. Matt Apodaca, yay for sure. Well, what? Rude. Is this mm. is this like video gaming in the toilet or like playing just any kind of game? Because sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when I'm on the toilet, <laughs> I'll make a little game. <laughs> I'll sometimes just like set up Clue, invite <laughs> my wife in. <laughs> Uh, I will. I. I don't. I don't like it because I. Here's. Here's the thing. I don't. I feel like I'm getting my devices dirty. Yeah. I don't want to get yeah. my switch toilet out. Yeah. Up. So no. I, I won't take it in there. I won't take yeah. my PS. I didn't take my PSP in there. Nope. Um. 
maybe when I was younger, yeah, I took a Game Boy in there. I'm not proud of it, but it's not a <laughs> practice. Sometimes you got to hide in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like games, you can just—they're so easy to pause. Yeah, you just yeah. Put, don't leave it out of the bathroom. Well, that's right. the thing. Also, with a Game Boy, not easy to pause. That's true. And if you die, you die forever. <laughs> And then you nothing, die in real life. Nothing yeah, you, has you, you stakes like the Game Boy had. Just right. Playing the same fucking <laughs> Mario thing six times and you're dying the same place 800 times. It's just like, <laughs> what a time to be alive. I will I will say, here's here's something I have done. I have, so I, I, I game in headphones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And sometimes I won't pause a game. I'll just like find a safe corner or something and, and leave to go pee, right? Yeah. And I'll be wearing the headphones and all of a sudden I'll just hear somebody opening fire on me. <laughs> 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 so jarring. <laughs> That'll also happen like if I go get a glass of water or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. I'll just be like, uh, leave and I'll be in the kitchen I'll just hear, brr, brr, <laughs> uh, we have one more question here. This one is from at AshenHost16. Uh, why my dick long and hard? We- <laughs> already covered that one. <laughs> Hit us up with your questions at GetPlayedPod, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Siobhan Thompson, thank you so thank much you for joining so us. Thank you so much. This is delightful. So, so sorry you had to play Kitten Squad. I'm sorry it was so traumatic and so unfun. It's okay. I forgive you. Uh, oh, wonderful. That's what this is all about. <laughs> Do you have uh, anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, yeah, watch Dimension 20 on uh, YouTube and Twitch and drop out. There's so many different ways that you can watch Dimension 20. We're currently, uh, there's multiple different seasons where we play different characters, but the one that we're playing right now is Fantasy High Sophomore Year. Uh, it's fun. It's every Wednesday night or also later because that's how content works. You can <laughs> watch it live or not. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Check that out. And Thank hey, you. Yeah, thank you so much. And hey, Matt. What's next week's game? Uh, next week's game, Surgeon Simulator. Ooh, surgeon <laughs> That game to me sounds perfect. Jesus. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>